Uh, you got the memo to wear the shirt. You the man. <laughs> oh, what's up, Caleb? Idris, what's up, brother? Bam, we're live. Oh, we're live right away off the bat. Just like when you got four handsome dudes like this, you just go live big time. You just go hard. <laughs> Not good life. I'm in my kid's bedroom. Yeah, I love it. You have five kids, Idris? Five kids. I have them in the next room. I told them, you better... Shut up. <laughs> hey, they're well they're welcome to come on. I have th I have three little boys. I love kids. Kids are the best. That's the the whole point of being alive is making a safe place on planet Earth for kids to grow up and be strong men like you, dude. I agree. I, I'm trying to convince my wife to have another one. <laughs> uh, I, I I saw a picture of your family and um do you have that uh Mr. Souza or Caleb? Um I was trying to figure out if that one lady is your wife or your daughter. She looks so young. It's it's a picture with you and the family. You're holding a baby, and there's a cityscape in the background. Do you yeah. have that? Do you have that picture, Caleb? Do you see it? Maybe it's one yep. of the links. Awesome. Hey, you still have your headphones around your neck, Savon? Oh, thank you. My old man headphones. God, you're a good dude, Susa. Saving my reputation. <laughs> I don't even got headphones. I'm all unprofessional. No, Try you're good. Man. You, got right. you got D's. You got D's. You got skills. Uh, so is the lady uh, is the lady who's who's the tallest in there? Is that your wife or is that your oldest kid? No, that's my wife. <laughs> Dang, look at you. Look at you. Look at you. And, and where is that? What city is that? I'm from Chicago. And that's Chicago in the background? Yeah. That's and the other side of Chicago. The other, this is that's not the downtown side. That's the opposite side. Okay. And I'm going to ask you a really dumb question here, but I'm from California, so you got to give me what lake is that right there? Lake Michigan. Okay. So we got fresh water, not like you guys. Yes. <laughs> yes. Constant drought. And and uh, and in your in your in your daughter and your wife are dressed like that because you're Muslim. Yeah, Muslim. And and I and I and I see this. Uh, whoever among you sees an evil action, let him change it with his hand by taking action. If he cannot, then with his tongue by speaking out. If he cannot, then his heart by hating it and feeling it that it is wrong. Exactly. Because of my faith and years Prophet of training jujitsu is why I stepped in uh, so no one gets hurt. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. What did you say? So uh, Prophet Muhammad, it's one of the hadiths. That's what he said. If you, know, if you, see, if you see evil action... As a man, step in and, and stop it with your hand. And if you can't stop it with your hand, then physically say something with your tongue. What does that mean? You know, sometimes I used to be a club promoter back in the day. And sometimes just yelling, the cops are coming or, or stuff like this will stop fights and break stuff up. Or, you know, some, some people might run. And if you can't do either because you don't, you know, you're older or whatever the case is, at least hate it with your heart. Know that it's wrong, you know. Um, and, and when you were born, uh, you were born Muslim? Yes, you could say that, but I really, until I was like 20 years old, I didn't really start really getting into it because I was raised in Chicago and I was like, maybe Christianity, maybe Catholicism. I don't know. You know, I was just like, there's a God. And then I started getting, as I started getting older, I started, you know, started realizing like, man, I'm going to die. <laughs> so I yeah. started looking, I started searching. I didn't want to inherit my religion. Most people inherit their religion from their family or their father. So if America got conquered by buddhist we could probably you know 200 years ago we might have been buddhist so you got it you got you can't inherit your religion you have to search it out you know what attracted you to um to to to, to being muslim over uh, catholicism or being a christian what attracted you to it the the oneness of god you know believing in god alone uh don't worship you know worshiping the creator not his creation 
like we love Jesus, for example, but uh, Jesus was a man. He never claimed to be a, a, a God. He even when, it, when they asked him, hey, Israel, who, what's the most important, you know, I mean, they asked yeah. Jesus, what's the most important commandment of them all? He said, hero Israel, your Lord, my Lord is one. So every prophet before uh, Jesus, they all said, you know, pointed one God. Even Jesus prayed like the Muslims, you know, and for me, what really hit me to like to you know nail it down was uh, when I found out Abraham had two sons, Ishmael and Isaac. Uh huh. So one son went to the left, for example, being uh, um, being Jesus with Moses and Jesus and all them, and one son went to the it doesn't matter what left or right, but one son went to the other side, and he uh, he built the the first house of worship, uh, which you see the Mecca, and. He, he preached God, the other one preached God. Muhammad came as a final messenger to, to put all the pieces together. And Muhammad is, uh, is, and Jesus are actually cousins from the same grandfather, Abraham. And uh, when I started hearing more of the story and, and, you know, like, I believe God loves both of his kids, you know, I mean, Abraham, I'm sorry. Abraham loves both of his kids. So the first kid that was supposed to get cru crucified was, uh, was, uh, from his uh, second from, from his second wife and when he passed that ultimate test when he was supposed to kill the kid god gave him a sheep and when he passed that ultimate test god said i have good news your wife that was old that couldn't have a, a kid she's also gonna have a kid and all all prophethood's gonna come from your bloodline get circumcised and muslims you know we still follow all those traditions and it's the most important thing is the oneness of god worship god not his creation people worship money women cars Everything but God, you know, and you can say worshiping Jesus. Jesus never claimed to be worshipped, even the word Christianity uh, didn't. Uh, Jesus never heard of the word Christianity. It came like three or four hundred years after he went. So all those little things, you know, it's a very beautiful religion. If you want more information on that, my cousin has like a big a big podcast or TV show with millions of followers. It's called the Dean Show dot com and the Dean D E A N. Yeah, the T H d-e-e-n-s-h-o-w.com and muslims are very you know we're conservative uh people don't realize like uh, how beautiful religion and structure it has you know it, it gives you uh, guidance you know what kind of god would he be if he didn't give you structure and how to make it to him and a lot of people we are, we are here living life blindly don't listen to the media crap that they you know they miss they lie about islam so much i don't know if you guys know who khabib is um there, there's a great picture there's a great picture of the two of you on your on your instagram i found oh uh khabib yeah yeah i met yeah. Khabib a few times i met him before he made big and i made it after so khabib is another role model of mine but he's also like an example of islam being good character being a good person uh don't hey, drink. did you learn all that from reading the the, the Quran? Uh, sorry to interrupt about the relationship between um, Jesus and uh, Muhammad. I I didn't know. I, mean, I had no idea they were related. Yeah, so that's what us Muslims are telling you. We say this is the way I put it in a nutshell. If you looked at all the religions, and there were six ways, uh, six uh, six videos. Uh, let's say it was a movie and it was six series, six series to uh, to find out the the ending. Christianity being series uh, video number five or like the movie plot, the six is Prophet Muhammad completing God's mission to us. And uh, 
lot of stuff is misunderstood. And my cousin. How about the Mormons? Are they number seven? Didn't they have some dude come? Oh, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I heard about the Mormons. <laughs> Didn't they so, have Joseph Smith come like a hundred years ago or something? Yeah. That, that's, see, that's the thing about Islam. It said the Shahada is very simple. It says, uh, so it means worship. Uh, worship only uh, God's only one worship God alone and Muhammad is the final messenger so when when we, we we don't get baptized or anything so by Muhammad being the seal of the prophethood you're basically saying that you believe in Jesus Moses Abraham Noah all the prophets if any man comes after Muhammad claiming to be a god or a messenger or anything we know it's false even if you were to levitate and do magic tricks it's false because that God says I've completed my journey even in the in the Quran the first page it says i have uh your religion is islam it's the only book that actually tells you uh and if you practice it you are to be a muslim a, a muslim is a very simple word like you can't just claim to be muslim you have to try to be a muslim Muslim is someone that's uh it, you have to submit to god's will you know so it's, it's a very very deep religion the more you look at it you know i'm not an expert by any means you know i might mess but you're up. passionate about it you sure are passionate about I it i think i think it gives me some kind because I could die any minute. My dad died when I was a kid. So yeah, and you I were two. I, you were two when your dad passed. No, I was seven when my dad seven. went to the hospital, and then he died while he was in the hospital. And you know, I, I had to have a kid growing up in Chicago on the streets. You know, I but was, you're, where where were you born? What country were you born in? I was born in Bosnia, but I came here when I was like two years old. And and did you speak? Is Arabic your first language? No, I speak. I'm Bosnian. I'm, I'm European. Oh, I thought I heard you speaking Arabic just now. Oh, because every Muslim learns, uh, you learn Arabic because that's what unifies us. So if I, anywhere I go in the world, if I go to Mexico, the biggest Muslim population is Indonesian. I don't know how to speak Indonesian or whatever it is called. When we enter a mosque, we all have a, unif a unified language that brings us together. I don't speak it like perfectly. I don't speak it. I can't carry a conversation, but I know the, uh, I know some of the surahs or the greetings or, you know, it unifies us. I can, I can, I can greet another Muslim, even though he's from another country, and we understand a little bit. You know, Habibi, Khabibi, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. My, it's, it's that means my love, right? Habibi, Khabibi. Habibi. Yeah, I think that means like, my yeah. love. I think, I think. Yeah. My, my, um, Look at you. I'm a, uh, I'm uh Armenian. And my, and, yeah, and my parents are, and my dad was born in Lebanon, so he, you know, he speaks uh, Arabic fluently. So when I grew up, I was. Is your dad a, Muslim? No, he's he's not. Um, but he uh, Ar Armenians, you know, you know, Armenians, the first Christian nation. Yeah, it's it's the first nation to accept Christianity as its um, national uh, religion on the planet, which is kind of but it's but it's in the, it's in that spot where it's surrounded by countries that are Muslim. Yeah. And you but know? if you see if, if Muslims were there, they could have took them out. But we're forbidden to tear down a church, uh, uh, any place of worship. And, you know, that goes to show you Islam is not about creating evil or all this like like 99 of islam is peace and forgive everything and there's a pinnacle like one percent to protect yourself if someone were to attack you or do something you don't transgress like i'll give you like you know a lot of people are telling me when i got to this guy down i should have hit him i should have punched him i should have done that but there's a hadith that says uh one guy they caught they captured a prisoner and when they caught this prisoner this guy caught him in the, in the battlefield and he's held he's holding him he's locked up and the guy ends up spitting in his face, the, uh, the spits, spits in the Muslim guy's face. And he says right there, he could have easily killed him, stabbed him, did something. But he said that would have killed him out of ego. I didn't have to. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. yeah. Yep. 
and it's, it's about controlling your ego. We, we deal with ego all the time. One thing I tell my students, I have a shirt that's made, be humble, seek knowledge, and train jiu-jitsu. And a lot of a lot of us are walking around big headed. We think we're get a little bit of stardom or whatever it is. And man, calm down. You're nobody, man. There's eight billion people. There's people that died before you that were bigger. Just keep seeking knowledge, get better, improve yourself. Calm down. You're nobody. That's a good shirt too. <laughs> calm That's down. That's a good one. Calm down. Yeah. Calm and I like the bat on the uh, you're nobody. You're nobody. <laughs> you're not that important. Yeah. Uh you 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 are going to the 7-Eleven to get your kids Slurpees. I don't approve, Idris. You should not be feeding your kids sugar, but that's a different show. I agree 100%, but they went <laughs> yeah. to Jiu-Jitsu class. Uh, and it was a treat. Yeah, it's a treat. They yes. were there with me all day for like five, six hours. Good, not all day. Good. And, 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 I, and I do respect that. My kids, uh, my kids do not go to uh, school. They're homeschooled, and they spend their days skateboarding, doing jiu-jitsu, and playing tennis and surfing. Just nonstop. Yeah. And, man, jiu-jitsu we tried, we tried, We tried homeschooling, but my wife went crazy, and my kids didn't listen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't leave them, too. No one can be with the kids for more than an hour alone, or, or one of the kids will die. <laughs> like i got one always, hour with you guys there i always tell like then we trade off i always tell my wife whenever she comes in the room and like does something with the kids i'm like oh you don't even know you just saved some kid's life she's like what <laughs> uh man you have three boys and two girls four boys one girl yeah man my boys girl's are, oldest boys are a handful yeah i'm you know i heard they're they're, they're get they're hard in the beginning and easier in the future and the girls are easy right now and harder as they get to puberty. Mm-hmm. Even e- e- even the yeah, I've heard that too. Even the best boys, you leave them alone, like you come back, like they took the refrigerator apart. Oh man, it's, it's you're just it's, like, what did you do that for? Like, why not? <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> you can't make the stuff up, man. No, no, they they are they're they're basically monkeys. Um, so you're going to the store to pick up. You're going to a Seven Eleven. To, to get Slurpees. And could you give me the details of that? Like where you park, when you notice stuff, are you on the phone? Can you just walk me through the story? So I park right in front of the 7-Eleven. And as I'm getting in, you know, I saw the camera. And this is night. This is nighttime. Like not like 10, nine, 10 o'clock, I think. Okay. And um, as I'm getting Slurpees, you know, they're, I'm looking, they don't have straw. So I'm walking around like, hey, man, you where the straws at? You know, oh, we don't have any, whatever the case is. And lady came in complaining about a guy causing havoc in the parking lot. So as I'm there. And you I just overhear out, that, Idris? Yeah, you're there. Like, I'm next yeah. to the lady, right? Okay. And I look out, like, the part of me, my wife. And is like, she belligerent and drunk? I know it's 9 at 10, and, or is she just yeah, a normal person? She seemed a little off. She seemed okay. a little okay. off herself. Yeah. But I was looking outside, and, and her girl was acting crazy. And I didn't know if the two knew each, if the guy knew the girls. And they pretended like hit each other with a car, and she just kept. And I told the girl, like, "Hey, man, just get in the car and leave." And she snapped at me. I was like, "Man, I'm I'm gonna mind my business." So yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I'm standing inside. My kids are in the car. I'm trying to get the straws. She gets inside, and now she gets like trying to get pepper spray or something. They didn't sell it to her. I don't know if they had any. She gets a windshield wiping fluid that's right in front of the store, and she tosses it on top of my car, and she tries to open it up. I'm like, man, get off my car. You're going to damage my car. And then I took her off my car. Wait, why did she attack your car with your Crackhead behavior. Crackhead. I don't know, man. I, I think her, she was trying to open up the bottle and throw it in the guy's face. Okay, the, but okay, okay. But your wiping. car took a hit. Yeah, okay. So I took her off. She goes, 
And now as this is happening, I can't exit because they're going in and out. I, I felt safe for my kids in the car. I'm not going to pull out. They're going to hit my car. And um, I called the cops. So I called 911. I'm like, hey, man, I got this guy, in, in, you know, these girls and these guys are causing problems. I don't know. Why I keep talking with my hands, but they're causing problems. No, it's fine. I like it. I like it. You're a man. Of, you're a man of hands. It's animated. It's good. And they keep, they, 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 I'm telling the cops, hey, man, this, this is happening, the, the, the operator. And he overhears me talking. He's like, what are you calling the cops? I'm like, no, no, I'm talking to my mom. So I told the guy I'm talking to my mom. <clears throat> and then they, they, we hang up, and I'm hanging there, and they're exiting now, and I'm minding my business. And the girls exit one more time. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to wait here. I don't know if they're coming Exit back. the 7-Eleven. They come out of the 7-Eleven. Okay. They come out, and they come back in. They come out, okay. and they come back in. So the guy runs up to me and he's like, what's up, man? He's like, w w w you know, he starts saying some stuff. He's like, what are you rushing? No, man, you know, it's a call. And he starts to like flex, like try to like, uh, he does like one of those like trying to. Yeah, like, posturing on you and shit. And then I, in my training, I tell guys, I take a step back and put my hands up. And I don't remember even saying too much. I just looked at him in the face and made sure I, he knew that I was looking at him. And I was like, man, everything's good. Or I, I forgot exactly what I said, but I had my hands up. So then he walks into 7-Eleven, and I'm standing in front. And I'm like, okay, the cops are going to come any minute. I called them. I was like, maybe I could tell them what happened. And uh, he's arguing with the staff, but I don't know what they're arguing about. You know, I find out later that he got kicked out and he stole something. And they wanted to kick him out of the store again. But I didn't know that until I read a news report. And then um, as I probably hangs out there and steals from there all the time. I, yeah, I watched like maybe like 10, 10 of the news reports about the incident. And it sounds like like that was his spot to like, ro like he just robbed that place. Yeah. On a regular think, basis. I don't think he was homeless. I was thinking he was work. I think he works, but he just gets drunk and wasted and yeah. stuff. So he goes back and forth with them. And then I see him do like a fake swing at the guy. And I didn't do nothing. And in my head, I was like, man, maybe I should grab him and calm him down before he does anything. But I didn't do nothing. I kept my, I kept my distance. He did an overhand big right over the, over and hits the guy. I see him connect with a fist. This is the employee, the employee at Seven Eleven. No, the the guy Chris hits the employee in the head, hits uh, the Seven uh, Eleven employee. When I saw him hit the Seven Eleven employee in the head with yeah. an overhand right. And was the employee a woman or a man? He was a man, and it was another girl working by the register. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he had long hair. Okay. And he was 19 years old. He's a kid. And uh, and when I saw him hit the 7-Eleven employee, hit him in the head, something, I, I just like, I didn't even think. I just ran in and grabbed the guy. Like, I, I, I took him, tackled him to the ground, flanned him out, and then I, I started to wrap him up, and I put him in a, in a position called the gift wrap, and or just twisting arm control, whatever you want to call it. And, and, you, and you're so mellow when you do it too. The whole thing is, it's crazy yeah, how mellow you calm. are. Super yeah. calm. Yeah. Yeah. This that's, video, the, that's, that's the gift wrap right there. Yeah. Technically I, I did a variation with the arm stuck inside where a lot of jutsu guys were surprised. <laughs> so technically it's, and you have your foot in there so he can't back his elbow up. Yeah. yeah this yeah. is, it might not be the best position against a, a trained opponent. But I figured when I was when I put him in to protect myself from not reaching for anything, he can't bite me. It was really hard. If I put you in, you can't like you're stuck. Yeah. And and then uh, I took out my cell phone. I'm not cell phone. My keys and and I started to like lock the make sure because my my kids were recording. <coughs> oh, my they kids, got out of the they got out of the no, car. No, they didn't get out of the car. They went in the front seat, moving around, and I uh -huh. guess the alarm went off. 
my daughter has a cell phone and you know, it's so funny. She told me yesterday. Did your like, kids cry? Did your kids cry? Like your boys? No, no it was only my daughter and, and my, 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 my older son. So they okay. were chill. Yeah. They, they, they were like, uh, they didn't know exactly what was happening, but they started, they called my wife. They were talking to her. And, and, and so sorry, what were you going to say? You were going to say something. So, so you got him here like this. And what made you think to, to, um, to turn on your uh, recording, to turn on your FaceTime? Uh, not so, your FaceTime, your Facebook. You know, that's a good question. You know, uh, it was, I taught this move for over 20, you know, not 20 years, but I taught this move for a long time. And I always tell people like, this is such a good move. You could pull out your cell phone and call the cops or, you know, record, make sure. And it, I, I've been saying it for such a long time that it popped in my head. Man, what if, you know, George Floyd happened? They try to say I killed him. Right. Um, what if he know? has a heart? Like, like, what if he's on fentanyl right there? And yeah, he had exactly. a heart attack. Exactly. What if you what if he right before you grabbed him, he got scared and ate his fentanyl? I, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah. It's, it's uh, so many things were going in my head. Uh, yeah. Other people. What if he had a gun in his pocket and while you're laying on top of him, his gun went off and killed him? Yeah. Anything. Anything, anything. could have happened. Yeah. Like the thing about it is other people recording me and taking pictures and you don't realize how many people are walking up to the door, like just recording me and taking pictures and, and the, and the employees are Snapchatting me or something. So I wanted to protect myself yeah. from, you know, you know, cause people could cut up stuff. I, I don't know what's going to happen. The cops might storm in, grab me. And I, I was even thinking of deleting the video myself when the whole thing was going on. Yeah. I the was, cops could have come in and shot you. Yeah, I don't know what I, I live in. They Chicago. totally could have. They, yeah. Hey, dude, George Floyd was in the back of the car. First of all, I, I watched all the videos. First of all, when they pulled him over, he reached for his glove box 20 times when they told him not to. They yeah. told him to keep his hands on the steel 20 times, and he didn't. If they would have shot him in the if they would have shot him in the car, I would have been like, yeah, they told him not to fucking move, and he kept flinching. Then he's in the fucking back of the cop car screaming, I can't breathe, and they take him out. But no one ever shows that video. Yeah. See, I made a mistake. I, I said something to Fox Sports, uh, Fox, uh, not sports, one of the Fox and News. Friends. Yeah. And I said, if cops did what I did, George Floyd would have never. But, I, I, you know, thinking back at it, I made a mistake saying that. I meant to try to say, like, cops need better training. It's yeah. nothing to do with, you know, I don't think the cops killed him. So that was a kind of a I don't think the cop, I don't think the cops killed him either. Yeah. It was I know, a, it I know was that's a, not a popular opinion, no, but that but, was the third time he had me, swallowed his fentanyl and they had told him it was go ahead. Go ahead. Okay. Let me, let me correct that. That yeah. cop could have not put too much pressure on the knee. That cop was a little crazy, but I don't think, you know, maybe that cop added a little bit to it. It's a very, very uh, touchy subject, you know? Yeah. You know, very touchy. A, it's very touchy. You know, I it's the cop, I don't want to say too much, but maybe the cop having a knee too long on his neck. Right. I talked to a lot of cops. That's not part of training. And then it was two other cops holding his uh, feet. I think they should have let him sit down. And you hey, Adriz, they should have let him up. They should have let him up. Adriz, so when he was screaming, I can't breathe. You can see the video. They take him out of the car and they call an ambulance for him. This is the third time he's been arrested yeah. where he ate fentanyl, where he said he couldn't breathe. And the last time he was there, the doctor wrote in a th wrote down, if this man keeps swallowing his fentanyl, he's going to have cardiac arrest. Well, when he was on the ground, George started banging his head on the concrete. And yeah. hurting himself. Yeah. And that's why the cop put his knee on his head to try to protect yeah. him. 
but so I, it's just yeah, nuts. I, it's nuts. I'm not arguing with you. I just want to paint the full no, picture because you never get it anywhere. You never. I, I, the thing is, I don't know the whole truth, so I don't want to. Right, right. Say something neither do I. Yeah, we'll leave that subject. <laughs> yeah, okay, but the okay, ability fine. to control the pressure, because even in your video too, when you have them, you you keep saying all the time, like when he was calm, you're like, hey, I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let this up, I'll make you more comfortable here. Yeah, yeah. you didn't. The yep. second he would scroll, you had so much control of the fight that you could just slowly cinch him back down until he was like, okay, okay, and then you'd say, all right, if you calm down, I'll let that back up. So to your point, I mean, it's crazy to me that cops aren't required to have at least a blue belt's worth of experience. In that was my intention. That was my training. intention. Because that look how much my... control you. You have over here there wouldn't whether there is you know a lot of drugs in a system or whatever you you are controlling the position you're controlling the pressure there was no way he was gonna get out man no you could put a million dollars on the on the line he was yeah gonna get out. no it wasn't gonna happen brandon waddell the most impressive part is how calm and in control of himself yeah it's, exactly it is, well it's you're so calm yeah yeah um uh idris you are not only you own uh, you st do you own with your family um supreme jiu jitsu in lincoln park so it was me and my cousins we had three schools and uh you know during covid some stuff went down so we decided to split uh and go our separate ways i sold one of my locations and uh just stayed to, stayed in lincoln park and uh, i decided to, we we decided to switch the names of the schools covid really messed up our business and a little bit of our family relationship uh, because there were some people who knew it was bullshit and there were some people who knew it was real. Yeah. You could say something like that. Yeah. I don't know. It's not that it's bullshit, but I don't know. It just, I, I, it's a very touchy subject and I decided, we decided to be best. You know, we had different point of views with, with certain things and we just decided to like operate differently. Um, do, do, uh, do, do Muslims have a, an opinion on getting the injection? Or are they like, fuck the injection? I am not taking that. I'm not fucking with that or. It's a 50-50, I think. Uh, it's tough to say, you know. There's nothing uh, in there in the Quran where Muhammad's like, don't let the government stick a needle in you? <laughs> the thing is... It, Can you amend that? Can you stick that in there? Page yeah. seven. I'm going to just write this in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's that's a whole different world. But, uh, you know, I, I caught COVID. And, uh -huh. I decided, and then I was like, I'm not going to get vaccinated after I caught COVID. So I felt... Yeah. And then later the reports came out that... Uh, you know, you don't, you don't, uh, you don't need to take the vaccine if you got COVID. After I've been telling people, if you got COVID, just like another, I, I believe COVID has us. You know, it, it, we didn't know nothing in the beginning, so stay safe. But when we started to know more about it. Come on, man, let's let's open things up. Let's, I, I mean, I, I trained jitsu for you know how many years? I probably got every disease known to man from rolling on those mats. You know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Hey, it would it it was ridiculous. My kids would go to jujitsu, roll around with other kids three days a week, sweat dripping in each yeah. other's mouths, and then we would leave. And grown men from white belts to black belts, I would see them then afterwards put their masks on, <laughs> and I would think you are fucking batshit crazy. My kid is a walking germ. You have boys. You know what they do? Everywhere they go, they just drag their hands along every foot and then shove it in their hands, nose, and mouth, and ears, and eyes. And I'm like, well, fuck. Like, I can't, I can't do anything to stop that. Yeah. That's, my kids collect germs for a living. That's what they do. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah, so dude. we've talked about George Floyd. We've talked about the vaccine. This is good. This is good. Well, you want to talk about abortion? You want to just get <laughs> go all... Every every hot abortion is a touchy one. I I, <laughs> I don't believe in abortion to a certain extent. Like uh, Me in neither. Islam, I believe 
it says it, there's a it's a I'm not an expert at it, but it's allowed in like the first I think uh, if it, if the woman's life's in danger, but yeah. just to kill a baby for no reason, you're not allowed to. From my understanding, I got to do more research on the subject. But uh, how many brothers and sisters do you have? I only have one sister. And 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 um and, and when you were born in Bosnia, what was your situation uh like? When what would you remember your youth from being born to when you were seven when you left? So I was born in Bosnia and then I came here. Was it a so, rough rough seven it, years? It was no no. I was raised in Chicago, so I came here when I was like two years old. Oh, two. Okay, sorry. But sorry. I will visit back and forth. It was technically what was it? It was technically former Yugoslavia. So Yugoslavia split and the war happened, and when the war happened. Uh, Bosnia, Serbia, Croatia, they all went separate ways. You know, part of me kind of wishes that the, the country never separated. We were stronger together. But you get an idiot politician in there and, you know, shake hey, things up. We know up that. And, yeah. yeah. You know, you, hey, you got the dumbest one of all now in Chicago. I'm going to blame you for that. Wherever wherever Idris goes, <laughs> yeah. the dumb fucks, everyone's trying to take advantage of Idris. Yeah. The, 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 Holy uh, shit. Uh, uh, your mayor is a fuck. Your mayor is batshit crazy, everybody too. Everybody hates her. Everybody hates her. I don't I even mean her. that. I'm not even trying to be mean. She needs help. Yeah. She's off a rocker. I, I met her before she became mayor. She came uh-huh. to the mosque trying to get votes. Uh huh. And as I'm talking, and I, I, I'm there. She, I talked to one of the guys there that was like, I think her like third in line or something or second. And I tried to say, hey, look, you know, I know she's running for mayor. You know, I really believe that you guys can add jiu-jitsu to the police department. And he's like, yeah, that's a great idea. Here's my number. Let's make it happen. You know, he was really excited about it. And crickets, you know, I, I text him. He, I'll get back to you. I call him. I'll get back to you. And he never put nothing together. I was actually helping one of my students, uh, Jerry Joyce. He was running for mayor of Chicago against her. And uh, as I was talking, you know, he he wanted to, he was going to put the police department or help with jiu-jitsu in the police department, but he ended up not winning. Uh, he spent a few million of his own money, uh, dollars, to try to become mayor, but he didn't, he didn't have a chance after, like, you know, it, politics is a very, uh, very, very deceiving uh, you know, after I was in that situation trying to help him, you know, I even had a crazy situation when I was trying to help him. I was putting, um, I was helping put signs outside and I was by my old neighborhood. And as I'm putting a sign, a car pulls up to me and starts like throwing gang signs at me. And I'm like, man, I'm not a gang bang. I'm a neutron. I don't, I don't gang bang, you know, I'm like, man, I'm 30 some years old, you know? And, uh, as I'm putting the signs, he comes back around and I get in the car and he pulls out a gun on me. So when he pulled out Jeez. the gun, he pulls out. It's not the first time I had a gun pulled. I got robbed at gunpoint. I've been chased with guns, with guns, you know, back in the day. But he pulls a gun. But this is different now. I have kids. I didn't when I yeah. got guns pulled out of me back in the day. Yeah. I didn't have kids. You know, you're younger. You think you're invincible. But when he had pulled out a gun on me, then. I was just about to have one of my kids. I think it was my fourth kid, uh, like a month later, and everything's going through my head. So I'm like, okay, maybe I'm just gonna I gun it. So I start, I hit it like two block, like a block, two blocks, three blocks, and you know, I thought maybe he was gonna just, you know, go swerve away like some of the other guys will scare you and out the neighborhood. But this guy jumped out of the car. So when he jumped out of the car at the intersection. I hit the light and I called the cops. Hey, man, I have a guy with a gun. He's behind me. He's chasing me. 
you know, trying to, you know, get help. And he, he just kept on following me. I, I literally was going on the other side of the road to try to get away from him. And he was following me. And uh, I was like, where the hell are the cops? It's like 1130 a night. I can't find one cop on main streets anywhere. And I'm cutting it. I'm, I'm going fast. And then I get really close to the police station. And finally, I saw some squad cars. And then as I see those squad car, the squad car, he makes a right. And I get like two blocks from the police station. I pull up and they're all waiting for me outside. And you hear like, we have a white SUV being chased by a car, reckless drivers, all of this. They're calling, people are calling the cops on us, you know, and uh, they never caught them. They said, we don't catch them. The next 15 minutes, we're not going to catch them. In my head, I thought they were going to catch surveillance cameras and they're going to do some investigation. But realistically, it's a big city. They have so just much another day. Yeah, yeah, just another day in Chicago. The, the dude, the dude, um, uh, who the Seven Eleven incident. This Chris Cat. Did he end up going to jail? Uh, I think he went to jail for a few hours, and they let him out. Yeah. And I thought, you know, maybe, you know, he can go to jail for a few hours, get sober up. He said he had kids. I didn't know the guy, but when I found out he had a criminal record and all of this. And I really do hope the guy changes his life around. But I right. just found out recently. I just found out recently. I don't know if you saw the article I sent you. They caught him with a gun. No, you no, I didn't. Sorry, I, I thought I went it. through all of those. Sorry. Yeah, it was the very first one. It says guy that went viral uh, gets caught uh, with a gun. <laughs> so they're like, remember, do you guys remember? It's something I forgot the headline. Something about the I, guy. I'm looking. I'm looking right now at our text thread. Yeah, it's one of the first. Uh, Oh yeah, 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 yeah. What New gun say? charge filed against man who went viral after me. Oh shit. Yeah. Damn. So he has a court date actually today for his bond or something. And and you're not but 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 no surprise. He actually came to the school looking for me. Um to like seek revenge or yeah, he said he wanted to fight me. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But I was in California, and I don't want to fight him. Honestly, I I'm, I'm the I do not want to fight, man. I'm like I tell people he's now like, being held without bail. By the way, oh he is, yeah. So I like I have situations where you know I I could have been in more fights as I got older, and you know, or people. Oh, he stuff. stole a car, so he was put on bail. Then he stole a car, and they got him again, and now he's being held without bail. Yeah. Wow. It's different. I thought you saw. I, <laughs> it's. I just got that news myself. He's a father of two. Yeah, I really hope he changed because I don't want him to be. I don't want his kids being raised without no father figure, man. So hopefully he can. You know, at thirty years old, I, you know, I, I was changing my life too. You know, so hopefully this is like a wake up call where he's like, man, what am I doing with my life? You know, this yeah. is done. Like, I gotta did wake you, up. Did you meet your wife in, in the mosque? Is that where you met your wife? No, I didn't. Uh, I used, you know, bef- remember I told you I didn't really start becoming Muslim until I was like in my twenties, and uh, yeah. I met her at a at a, like a party event, and uh, we started dating. And my wife, she start she got a job at like at a at an eye clinic, and her her boss was like um, Muslim, and she started talking to her about Islam, and she started like, oh yeah, my boyfriend's Muslim, and but I wasn't like Muslim, like I, I didn't practice practice, and. Uh, I'm still trying to practice, get better now, but she ended up learning about Islam and trying to convert herself. And wow. It wasn't, even, it wasn't really even beat me, you know? Wow. 
and she became Muslim and she's like, look, man, if you know, I don't want to date you, you know, unless you want to marry me, don't waste my time. And I was like, man, she's right. <laughs> Cause I, <laughs> I, I look at life a little bit differently now. I don't believe in dating. Like, like people date right now. It's like, you know, using up a lot of like when you buy a new car, you want to be the only one driving. Imagine if someone said, Oh yeah, this car was loaned out 10 times returned. And then they buy this new car. It's not a new car anymore. Right. So with, with my daughter, I'm going to try to marry her. You know, it's, you know, like, it's not how would I explain it? Cause you guys going to, I don't want people to twist my words. He's a yeah. bad man. He's forcing his daughter to get married. <laughs> I can't force, like, I'll give you an example. My daughter, when she turns 18, 19, 20, at whatever age she's ready, I'm not going to ever force her to get married. Uh, you know, if she, uh, I will try to find her a guy. She'll meet him. She'll talk to him. And if she likes him, and she wants to get marry him. So it people put so much weight on marriage that it's okay to get divorced. But know that she can know that when she comes home, he's in bed with her. It's not where like, oh, okay, I'm going to go home. He goes home. And now she's thinking in her head, where's my boyfriend? And he's at the nightclub. You know, like if you're going to marry my daughter, be serious with her. Don't like, you know, be with, don't stay with her and then go date someone else. And so, and then she doesn't have to have kids right away. She can date them for a year or two. They can say, look, if we work out in a year or two, then have kids. My mom only knew my dad for like, I think a couple of weeks and they got married. Uh, it's very, it was very common back in the day. You don't know somebody for years to get married. Now people know each other for five years and they finally get married for a year. They make, they make a wedding such a big deal where you have to put all this money and you know, somebody for a little bit, you're ready to get married. Don't, you know, and if it doesn't work out, then get divorced. Don't make uh, the whole process of marriage and divorce is so complicated that people are scared to get married and stay committed. You know, you should get committed. Give that person the respect they deserve. You know, that's your, you like her, you, you grow the love as you're married. Does that make sense? So yeah, the love doesn't, you. you're not going to, I'm going to, I got to fall in love with that person. You not know that, man, you're going to wait till you're 35 to get married. And then you know how hard it is to have kids at 35 compared to when you're 21, 22, 23. So don't make the process so complicated. My, my, I'll give you one story. My sister was dating a guy and behind my back for a couple of years. And then I find out, I'm like, what's up with this guy? What, what, what's his intention? And we had a sit down with the guy and I come have a sit down with him with my cousins. And we're like, what's up, man? Oh, he's like, look, man, this really is in like the you. United States of America. Yeah, I like that you see your sister was dating behind your back. Yeah, yeah. that's what I caught. That damn, name. your family's hardcore. Okay, go on. <laughs> but she's dating him. You know, we weren't too religious either. Like we were, you know, trying. But I'm not. I, I can't be like, hey, stop dating him. She because she could still do it behind my back. I'm. Mean, I can't touch my. I can't hit my sister. Right. We're not really right. for a bit. So I have a sit down with the guy at Starbucks. I'm like, what's your intention? He's like, look, let me just finish this school. He, already, he was already like a police officer. And let me finish this school and I'll get married. And I'm like, okay, we'll give you another few months. Cause you, you what do you, what else is there to know? You know her for two years. You, you say yeah. you like her. Yeah. A few months goes by. I need more time. I told my sister, you got to break up with him. He, he, he has, he has no intention to get married. And my sister's like crying and all this. And she's going to, oh man, nobody wants me. My, you know, and she did She tried talking to a few more guys and I told them, no, no. And then she found one guy. And she's like, I'm like, look, hey, I don't, I, I don't know if you want this guy because I told her like, you know, he's older than you. He's a little, he's, he's like ten years older than you. Are you sure? Yes, man, I really like this guy. And I'm like, okay, go ahead, get married. And uh, she thought she was never gonna have kids, you know, because she had some uh, health issues. 
And uh, long story short, she has three kids now. Wow. Right. And she's, you know, she's, she has, she's, she has three kids and the guy that uh, she was dating, I think he's still not married. <laughs> the first oh. guy. Oh. So imagine that first guy that you thought you loved and everything 10 years later, he's still not married. So you, 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 I, you dodged the bullet there, right? A man, sometimes see, we, we think logical and we love women. Like w- women actually have in Islam more rights than most American women got in the last 50 years. <laughs> and they always they miss. Explain they, that to me. Explain that to me. Give me an example so, of that. Okay, I'll give you an example. Muslim women were allowed to seek knowledge from the day Islam started. Right? You, it says, Ikra, read, seek knowledge. You're allowed to. One of the first colleges built was from a Muslim lady in Morocco, like hundreds or whatever, thousands of years ago. Now, or hundreds of years ago. And now you look at like my wife, for example, like my if, if we both work, my wife, if she has a job, any dollar she makes, it's her money. She does not have to give me a penny. She could spend it on whatever she likes. My job as a man is to provide and pay for all the bills. Even to the point where in Islam, she's not obligated to cook for me. She's not obligated. I have to. Uh, uh, she doesn't have to cook, clean, anything. If she does cook or clean because she loves me, it's a charity act. Does that make sense? But mm-hmm. I can't. I'm come following home. you. I can't come home and say, "Hey, look, woman, where's my food? Why is the house not clean?" I'm not allowed to say that. Cultural Muslims might say, "Oh, yeah, no." In Islam, it's very clear. No, she's your woman. She, you're allowed to sleep with her, and, and, and if she, you know she's okay. But other than that. You have to take take care of her like a queen. You know, you, you can't, like, force her to cook and clean for you. And a lot of people don't realize that. And so when pe- more women start to learn about Islam, they're like, wait, Islam's beautiful. You know, like, it, 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 a lot of women accept Islam, and it's not even because of a f- the number one people that are accepting Islam are women. And and, and it, it, the rights, the, the, the not cooking, the cleaning, you know, um, that simple thing of seeking education. Uh, there was one one of the uh, prophet. I'm trying to think right now because I'm uh, I wasn't thinking of having like, like a religious talk, but uh, but, I love- <laughs> but the fact that women are allowed to seek knowledge, and I told you, like, if my wife makes any money, she can donate it charity. She's not obligated to give me anything, and and that's beautiful, you know. Like, how do you not see that women have rights in Islam? Yeah, they have to. They they should cover up, like a woman should cover up her her um, her head and her body because that's for her family to see or her husband. But a lot of women now, you know, dress differently and it's a, it's a slippery slope when you start to dress like that, you know, like, and if someone does dress like that, that's their business, but uh, you can't, for, you can't, you're not even allowed to uh, force your lady to dress like that, you know? I mean, like, you can't force your woman to get covered. Does that make sense? Right, it's, it's right. Be her right. Right. Oh, man, we we live we live in such a trippy world. It, it's it's um it's crazy that you live in Chicago, and it's it's something that people don't understand about the United States of America. Like I'll have these discussions with someone who lives like in the Netherlands or in Denmark or in Switzerland or, or whatever, or even Australia. Australia has a huge landmass, but they have so few people, and they don't understand like the way you're talking and the way you live your life is like might as well be on the moon compared to how like my neighbors live their life. They don't realize how big this country is and exactly. the, the huge, vast variety 
of of fucking cultures and mindsets and they don't and like and like when people say that this thing's this this uh, we're, we're not inclusive or a racist country they're at and, and they're speaking from the outside they have no fucking idea how much we've fucking brought together it's like someone they have a they have a pot full of water and they call it soup we have a pot full of water with 75 vegetables in it and 35 <laughs> different animal meats. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. you don't even, we're not even talking. You don't even know what soup is. I, I'll, you know like what, like so- you need to shut the fuck up over there and, and, and you, you, you don't know. Go it ahead. Was, sorry. You know, it was so funny. I went to Florida, yeah. right? So I uh-huh. go to Florida. I'm in, I'm in, uh, and, uh, what was it? I was in, uh, I'm in Florida, right? And my, aunt lives there. And as I'm there, I see a, and by the way, I want to say one thing before you say that. I would love to have you as a fucking neighbor. <laughs> you so so that the, at the end of the day uh, so sorry to know at the end of the day that's what matters i have three boys if i could pick a man and a woman and their kids to live next door to me i would pick Indris. why would i pick him because he works hard he's an educator he has a wife who works hard and he has kids and we have the same values that's all and i know that if so, he saw someone um, come to my house um he, uh, uh he would tell me he would call me hey dude there's someone at your house or if i saw someone come to his house exactly my fruit tree had too many uh, apricots i would carry a bag to his house if his tree had too many avocados he'd carry a bag to my house this the, like i don't care about any of the other stuff yeah, yeah exactly. it's about it's about i, I want this man as my does. neighbor and i'm not even a religious man but do you see the moral code this guy has we have you a moral, want humans with Khabib. a moral code could be yeah, one ahead. of the most moral codes in mma and everyone yeah. loves them yeah and it's, it's because of islam but yeah. i'll give you an example i went to so, florida. sorry florida yeah and as I'm in Florida, I saw a Confederate flag, and I was like, I was younger, I'm like, man, what's 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 with this? And he's like, yeah, he explained it to me, and I'm like, he he's, he sees he's I'm Muslim, right? So I'm talking, I'm talking like, yeah, he's, I'm Chicago I'm Muslim. All you Muslims, why is your Muslims don't let your women drive vehicles? And I'm like, what? Like, what is he talking about? And in, in my head, I had ideals because I think one city, I think one town a muslim town didn't allow women to drive cars but that had nothing to do with islam that was a cultural thing from that region right don't mix cultural with religion and they hey the same the same thing when people talk about black people they they they, they, they make this cart this statement about all black people and then you i ask them have you ever been to africa they're like no i'm like well everyone there is black and there's none of that there's none of those behaviors there so 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 same thing yeah i hear you so to go with that as we're talking my wife pulls up to pick me up. <laughs> like, she was down the block. Like, like yeah. literally after he said that, like 30 seconds later, I was like down the block. She pulls up to pick me up so we can leave. Cause I, I told her I'll walk a little bit. I want to see. And she picks me up. And that goes to show you a lot of people. Um, see, you're a product of your environment, right? So depending on what you live, if you live in a little bubble, you're only going to be able to understand that you are, you are the five friends you hang out with. Because I'm a jiu-jitsu instructor and because I'm always, uh, being a kid, I never had a father. I always, always ask a lot of questions. And I do privates with millionaires and I ask questions. I try to figure out all the cultures and and you grow from this. But if you, like they said, the kids on the west and south side, I kind of feel sorry for them in Chicago. So Chicago is kind of segregated. And they put a lot of these. They, 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 not, they, not kind of segregated. It, it is segregated. It is. It is. So they put all the <laughs> like the, 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 the black kids in, in, in the west or south side. And it's kind of sad because one of my students, you know, he's a, he's a dean. And he's like, some of these kids never left the neighborhood in 10, 15 years. So when they look at downtown, they never been there. They never were able to experience life outside of that little bubble. Yeah. 
So it's 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 sad that we can't as as America we send sixty billion dollars to Ukraine. Why don't we invest in these communities? And I went to Los Angeles and they got the skid roll. Like you got vets in America that you know why don't we do something for them? But yeah. we're we're sending so much money, billions out, and politicians when we have our own Americans that we should try to help out and move around and and because these kids. I know it is hot, hot not to have a father, right? So these kids, some of them grow up. It's not their fault that they grow up and now their father is in prison. Their mom is something. And now they're growing up on their parents' couch, on their grandmother's couch. Those kids need education. And they could they can be better than me maybe if they had the right education. I say sometimes I'm lucky that I'm here in Chicago, but there's people that are probably more qualified in other countries that will do a better job than me, but they don't have the opportunity I had. You know, you have people that are... You know, people are saying, I can't make it in America. I'm like, do you understand that the fact that we walk on American soil, we hit the lottery ticket. I don't need to buy a lottery ticket to make it out. I have opportunity here. There is jobs. You might get jobs that you might not particularly like at the moment, but it's a job and work your way up the ladder. Don't just, I want to start at $50 an hour. Man, calm down. Idris, do, do you know, I have a theory on why you think the way you think. You, I'm an immigrant. <laughs> you, well, the, the, yeah. that, that, that too, for sure. But Great moral um, you, you spend every day making yourself better and you mm -hmm. work with people who want to make themselves better. So you, you're, you, you, you run a business where people come and they have to work on themselves. There's nothing you can do for them that they, you teach them how to be accountable. You empower people for a living. I that's try my best. So, I could be better. That's so different than the rest of the world. The rest of the world walks around. The entire the entire left walks around with their hand out like this. Yep. They want to know. They want to know. They like like most people would have just hidden. Their, most people wouldn't have even have called the cops. You know that most people, if they saw what happened in Seven Eleven, they would have jumped in their car and drove away. Mm -hmm. You called the cops. You helped and you stayed. You secured the situation. You. I mean. That that it's so we don't live in a world where people want and, and, and they don't realize that they think um that people spend their days hurting themselves, shoving their face with junk food instead of going to a jujitsu skill and giving themselves a skill that makes themselves more valuable to other human beings. My boss one time told me your only value on planet Earth is your value to other human beings. And that's you. You're at the you're at the apex of that. Your value to when you walk into a room. Whether anyone knows it or not, your value is like massive because all of a sudden there's a, there's a component of safety with Idris not there. It's not there. Yeah. And you prove that it's so nuts. And, and, and you know what? And, you'll, and, and you, you may never be rewarded for that. You may you may be uh, one of the greatest gifts to humanity, men, men like you, and you'll, and you'll never be rewarded for that. There'll just be people complaining. Yeah. I want to thank you, and and I guarantee you, all the people who follow follow and listen to this podcast want to thank you. We love people like you, especially in on behalf of all mothers and fathers out there who have kids. You know, um, for let's say that let's say in that Seven Eleven, there would have been a mom in there with her three little kids. She could duck out to safety while you handled handled. Uh, you know, yep. the Save guy him. who's intoxicated. Yeah, it's fucking cool, man. Yeah, You're cool as shit. I, I I didn't think. I just acted off instinct. Yeah, I I don't know, like. And this is not the first time, you know, like I even remember one time um, when I was a kid, this kid got cut. Uh, I was at a park and I didn't know at the time I was really young and I go run and help and put my hand on, on, a, on a cut wound. You know, like the guy had a cut 
and I tried to cover his hand so he stopped bleeding. And my my cousin like snapped at me because I didn't know about diseases and AIDS and all this stuff, right? I just saw something. I saw someone in pain and hurt, yeah. and I tried to stop it with like com- like pressure, and and then I found out okay, there's AIDS and all this other stuff. But I'm young, right? 10, 11, right. 12 years old, right? And uh, I don't know. It's something always as growing up, you know, like help, you know. And 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 this is not the first time that that I've done something like this. I like I like the guy you caught in 2019 robbing your car. Yeah, and you, let, and, and, and yep. you let him go. Yeah, I've done yeah. that. I uh, my sister, uh, someone robbed, uh, stole my sister's camera out of her car, in uh, in Berkeley, California. And I just jumped on my bike and I started doing laps around the neighborhood. And Looking I caught the and I caught the fucking dude. I caught and, this guy in my car, and I let him go too. But he had to listen to me talk for a little bit. No, I called the cops. The cops came, but I. I, I, he's like, he told me he was 17 at the time. I found out he was 18 later. Uh-huh. But uh, I wanted to make it to this place that closed at 3 o'clock to get food. So I didn't want to like get caught with all this paperwork. <laughs> oh. place like, I got closed. somewhere to be. And I literally made it one minute before it turned 3 o'clock to be able to eat. Oh, man. <laughs> I'm well, the a big guy, you know. The interesting thing between both those the people that you had subdued as you were like helping not only, you know, the situation, but everybody around you is you wanted a positive change for them. So not only were you helping the situation, yeah. everything else, but you were actually helping the person who was doing the harm to everybody else. And that's such a unique perspective. I, I, I after I caught him, I tried to get him to do jujitsu. He kept on promising me that he'll come. He never came in. He wanted I to had to sit life. down with his father and, wow. and a community leader. And, uh, he, and I became friends with him on Instagram, and I noticed that he, the videos wow. he had with other cars, he deleted those videos. So I, I don't know if he shifted a little bit. And mm-hmm. I told him, like, when I had to sit down with him, I'm like, I lifted my waist. I was like, you see this gun? And I showed him a gun, you know? I'm like, imagine if it was an old lady or someone else. They could have shot you in their car. You know, I'm not saying it would have been right or wrong, right. but people carry guns. Yeah. Is it is it worth getting in a car and getting shot? Is right. it worth getting in a car and you know having someone get a heart attack don't ruin your life you're young you're 18 years old wake the hell up man yeah part of small part of me after everything happened when i had my knee on belly i wish i maybe could have smacked him once or twice in the ears to make his ears ring just to put some fear in him and i didn't because i felt like i didn't i don't like hitting people man i've been in so many fights and i never had to hurt somebody i like literally got in fights and i just like I, I, the, the worst I ever did to somebody in a real fight was I choked them to sleep. And I, when I stopped, you know, some fights, even when I was, I don't know if I, I had a story when I was uh, 16 years old at or 17 at Walgreens. And as I'm in Walgreens, I'm at the head register ringing people up in a, in a, a person in the oh, front. You, you, were, you were working there. I was working at Walgreens. So as, as I'm working at Walgreens, a, a, a lady screams at register, a car crash register, and I see someone reaching and grabbing money out the register. As they're reaching, grabbing money at the register, I'm looking, and then they run right past me. So I jump out. I jump out. There's like a, a where you put the groceries, the, the the bags. I step up and hop over, and I start running towards the door, and I stop for a second. And my managers, my manager behind me, is like, "Go grab them, grab them." So I run out the store. I'm like 17 years old, probably. And then I run, and I run in an angle. I also played football at the time. I grab the person, slam them against the wall. And as I slam them, and I'm holding the person tight, I also did jiu-jitsu at the time, like two years in. I uh, unleveled the jacket and everything, and it was a woman. I felt so like, oh, Oh, man. wow. It was a lady. Uh, you know, I don't know. I thought it was a dude, right? So the Crackhead, lady, crackhead. 
I don't know what I grabbed the person and I was like, oh my gosh, I just what am I doing here? I felt so guilty. And she had like 60 bucks in her hand or 80 bucks or whatever. And we walk her back to Walgreens and then uh that's it, you know, like it, when you tackled her, did she make a sound? I, I don't remember, man. But it was such Sorry. a weird I know you're trying to show compassion, and here I am asking <laughs> if she made... this is this is you know I think if people train more jujitsu, they, they they could control the level of harm they put on people. Like mm-hmm. there's a thermostat. Yeah, yeah. For me, being jujitsu and knowing and being in fights and all this, you can literally hurt somebody without throwing strikes. Yeah, yeah. and uh, it's such a peaceful way to to control a, a situation. And uh, man, it changed my life in, in keeping me humble and check. Not you know trying to eat better always you know stuff like this you, you know idris my uh my son the other day um he, he does jujitsu over at garth taylor jujitsu and so um there was a i told him if uh any in in any white belts he submits he gets a quarter any gray belts he gets a dollar a quarter you're that's cheap come on man. I, know, I know i know i'm old i'm old come on and, man, a dollar my kids get paid to go to jiu-jitsu i, I didn't tell about submission maybe i should do that so so he's going against this girl and she's a gray belt and and i see I, she arm bars him and I, and I and I and he's seven. I call him over. I'm like, hey. He goes, what? I'm like, what the fuck is going on over there? He goes, dude. And I go, what? He goes, you gotta. The only way they get better is if you let them do that. <laughs> and I was so proud of him. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm like, sense. so you can be. I go, so you can beat her. He goes, so easy. He goes, so easy. And your, I was like, I was so proud compassion. of him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he knows. You yeah. know, he's been doing jujitsu four, four to seven days a week for three years. Doesn't miss that shit. That's awesome. Yeah. And what's uh, the and, secret? What do you, t- how do you get them to do it that much? Cause my kids are opposite. <laughs> hey, so, so you, you know, what's interesting to Dries? Um, so I took him at, at three, at, at three years old, I took him to the jujitsu center and the instructor's like, Hey, we only work with four year olds. And I was like, Hey man, my kid's a fucking prodigy. And he goes, okay. And so I, I put my kid out on there and my kid cried like a fucking baby. So I was like, okay, my kid's not a prodigy. So I took him back home, right? I come back a year later. I, you know what I mean? I thought my kid was great. He wasn't great. He's just a regular kid. So I took him back a year later and he's four. And he tells me, he goes, hey, man, I don't want to touch any of those guys out there. And, I, and he goes, and I don't want them touching me. He's four and tells me this. And I go, hey, dude. I don't blame you. I wouldn't want any of those fucking guys touching me. And I, and you don't have to touch anyone out there. So the first three months, three days a week, he would only do the warm up. And while the other kids wrestled with other kids, he used a med ball. You know what I mean? So yeah. he would only train with like a, a med ball or a dummy. Then the instructor, Garth Taylor came over. I think Garth is the first American ever to go to uh, Brazil this is maybe 20, 30 years ago. And when the um, uh, black, he won the black belt uh, super heavyweight title. And I think he won it in all three belts as, he, awesome. as the years went on. Yeah. I think he won it maybe in purple, brown and black, but it, b- big guy, giant man. And Garth comes over to him and sits down next to him. And he goes, Hey, Avi. And Avi goes, what? He goes, uh, you know, Batman does jujitsu. And Avi goes, <laughs> what? And he goes, yeah. And Avi's like, and he got up and that was it. <laughs> And hey, I never even told him what jujitsu was for. I think he did it for like over a year and a half before he was finally like, he, then he one day he was walking by the t- TV and I was watching UFC and he goes, hey, those guys are doing jujitsu. Like he, like, I don't know what he thought up until that point. If he thought it was dancing or awesome. yeah, he had no, I never told him, hey, this is a martial art. I never, nothing. 
But the first three months, dude, were brutal because it was a 30-minute drive there and an hour drive home in traffic three days a week, and this, this fucking kid wouldn't do it. So I would make him just sit on the mat. I'd be like, hey, you don't have to do it, but you, you got to sit on the mat. And then, uh, yeah, there he is right there. Yeah. Mine's, he's the little guy with the, with the man bun. With the black gi. Yeah. That's all it is. Look at him. Yeah. yeah last, last oh, week. you should watch him move. It's awesome. Hey, are you going to send your kids to school, Idris? So my kids, uh, they were getting homeschooled. And then. Oh, you're, I, you're the man. No, so the they man. were. They were. My wife couldn't do it. So we got them in a uh, like a private school, Islamic school. The class ah. size are like like eight people. Okay. It's very small classes. It's a private school. Yeah. And then uh, I got them going there. I don't got them. They're not in public school. They're they're not being indoctrinated. Yeah, I don't I don't like some of the stuff that they teach. <laughs> like I said, yeah. you're a product of your environment. And growing up as a kid, you know, in in Chicago, you you hear the stuff and you don't even know why you believe in half the stuff until you get older and you start questioning it. Mm-hmm. And I see that there's different ways of life out there. Like in, like if you lived in Florida or if you lived in China or somewhere else, you'll, you'll realize like, wait a second, information. Like I, There's a quote that I learned and I'll never, I keep preaching it. Information is only as good as the source of the information. Mm-hmm. Man, that quote changed my life. Information is only as good as the source of the information. So people are getting information and stuff from people that are not qualified to give you information. People are telling you how to do stuff when, who are you to tell me, are you qualified? I, I have a story with my uncle, my uncle, you know, in Islam, when you have a kid, a, a male or a girl, you're supposed to sacrifice a, a, a lamb, right? And not, you don't have to do it physically yourself. You can pay someone else to do it. But for me, I wanted, I wanted to sacrifice a lamb. You know, I wanted to feel what it is to be a, a man. You know, like I, the way you build confidence is going through stuff that is uncomfortable, and if yep. you challenge, you challenge yourself and you go through those stuff and it's uncomfortable, you grow from it and you appreciate it. So I went to ask my uncle, like, you know, I'm going to go sacrifice. Do you hear, I, I want to interrupt real quick. Sorry. Do you hear this people? He <clears throat> just like every day in his life, he goes to his gym and he does uncomfortable stuff and he puts people in uncomfortable situations and people pay him to put them in uncomfortable situations so they can grow. He's not some fucking bloodthirsty guy who's like, hey, I'm going to go out and pound his chest and kill an animal sacrifice. It was uncomfortable for him. He didn't want to fucking kill the lamb. He's not interested in fucking going with the knife and slitting it, but he still faced it. Yeah. He he did this because it was uncomfortable. This is like the theme in this guy's life. He's he wanted to get slurpees and bring them back to his kids. He doesn't want to wrestle with some fucking scumbag who's drunk. A, a drug right addict. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Go on. So 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 the lamb. I just want to be clear. Like, this is a guy who keeps pursuing. This is a guy who takes the stairs and not the escalator. Takes responsibility for yeah. everybody around him he, as well. He's interested in getting the rewards of hard work and, and, and putting himself in uncomfortable situations. So okay, I go, sorry, lamb, yeah. So I go to sec I, I go talk talk to my uncle, my older uncle, and I'm like, hey man, you know, I'm about to sacrifice this lamb. And he's like, Don't do that. Are you crazy? What's what's going through your head? Why do you want to just pay someone else to do it? And I'm like, Man, uh, when you did it, you know, w- what happened to my son? What's up, buddy? Hey, do you uh, know Batman does jujitsu? Damn, that's a good looking boy. Look at that good looking boy. Yeah. Close the door. So as I asked that after I asked him, I'm like, hey, when you did it, what happened? Why is this so bad? He's like, I never did it. I never sacrificed a lamb. And I'm like, so why are you telling me that it's bad to do something if you never did it? Yes. A lot of people are out there telling people not to do something or whatever. 
when and then people go live their life not doing stuff, getting information from people that never did that. You know, like so it's very it's a, as I get older, I start to realize like, man, sometimes you just gotta be quiet and not tell too many people what you're doing. I w- I'm starting to realize that more now because mm. other people could talk you out of stuff because you're trying to get to somewhere that they never been and they might not know. How yes. You're trying to get somewhere they've never been. Yeah. So it's very Wait, touching right. and I'm starting and I'm, I'm still realizing this as I'm getting older right now, there's stuff that I just realized a year ago. And I think by putting yourself in these weird situations, you're going to grow from it. And uh, and I sacrificed that lamb. And I don't know if you guys ever, you, you guys ever, uh, like, uh, it's very interesting. Like in Islam, it tells you sharpen the knife, uh, very sharp so the lamb doesn't t- uh, calm the lamb down. You know, you're petting it, making sure it's calm. Turn the knife, uh, cover the eyes, and really quick, with a you know, slice it so the blood comes out. And it's healthy. It's kosher. It's halal. Uh, where, where other people they'll, they'll eat meat that's like you hit it in the head the animal dies it's laying in its own blood dead until someone picks it up and slices the throat it releases a certain chemical in the body yeah, yeah. that it's not healthy for us humans to eat like mm-hmm. so what a lot of people don't realize like god gave us everything he gave us the tools on how to eat meat, eat, eat meat the right way how to do stuff but like uh i'll give you an example about islam i bought a car right and the car i bought I was so excited to buy the car. And like a, one or two months later, I kept on seeing this bun like park. And I'm like, man, what does this mean? So I press OK and the car starts to park itself. Wow. I, I had this car for a while and I didn't know that the car does like a so wow. park. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. You didn't but, read that owner's manual. So that's the problem. No one reads the owner. So in life, we believe the Quran is the owner's manual and the Hadiths. Mm-hmm. But everyone's living life not knowing that what kind of creator would it be? What kind of God would it be if he didn't give us a book on how to get to him? But the nobody's searching for that book, that owner's manual. And when Islam, we say it's the Quran and the, the Prophet Muhammad is Hadiths, right? Hadiths is, is uh, his life and how he did it and how you should interpret the Quran. See, and that's a whole different subject. But that's supposed to show you like, like, man, read the owner's manual. You'll fi- life will be a lot easier in the car, right? Yeah. To go back to that thing about knowing where your information comes, the problem is this, too. That can be weaponized. So people think that doctors know about health. Doctors don't know shit about health. Zero. Doctors know are trained – not all doctors, but most doctors that are that are formally trained only know about sickness. And so you could go to a doctor and you could have an infection and you could say to him, hey, and he gives you antibiotics and you would say to the doctor, this is a true story. And I say, hey, you know, my dad was in the hospital here for 10 days. You finally found out what his infection is. You're giving him antibiotics, the correct antibiotics. Is there anything he should do with his diet to change his diet in in order to strengthen? He goes, no, this has nothing to do with diet. (laughs) Flash forward 10 years now or 15 years. The number one defense over everything is these cells we have in our body. They're called NK cells, natural killer cells, and our T cells. They only operate at their highest capacity when you're not eating refined carbohydrates and added sugars. Soon as you eat added sugars and refined carbohydrates, hormones flood the body, insulin, leptin, and those, and those guys can't do their job. Yeah. Okay. That's why people like people like me who fucking have impeccable fucking health and watch everything that they stick into their mouth. That I could get COVID a thousand times. I could drink it. I have a, my immune system is a savage. I have no fear. 
I walk around barefoot. I can touch anything. I've no because I don't need I don't need anything to fuck with my immune system. But doctors don't know this. They're because they're taught by Pfizer and their medical books on how to deal with sickness. But I'm not a sick person, so they don't have information on me. And so it's it's um it's uh it's it, 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 it's interesting. It's the same thing with that man that you subdued is a very 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 dangerous man but not to a third degree black belt in jiu-jitsu just like covid is very dangerous if you're obese covid is not dangerous to this five foot five piece of st- armenian steel it's not i think you, you'll, you'll you'll probably like my cousin my cousin eddie <laughs> the guy who runs the bean show he re- he's really big on this he's really big he like got a he lives on the farm in yeah Indiana. He, yeah, he, you know, he grows his own food. He does a lot of stuff. He's I like, love uh, Eddie. I love Eddie. If you watch his show, he he talks. He he brings out his doctor, the nutritionist. He yeah. tries to learn everything about nutrition. You have to empower yourself. You have to take jujitsu. You have to eat right. You have to kill the lamb yourself. You Look, have to, you, these are things you have to empower yourself. So I'll give you an example. I I don't think nothing wrong with uh, doctors. I think doctors are there. They're great for. If lot, you get right? shot, they're great. If you get, if you get shot, hit by a car, they're great. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yep. You're very. We need them. Yes, yes, we do need them. They have changed a lot, but when yep. it comes to like preventing illnesses, you yep. have to t- do your own research. Yeah. Yep. See, a lot of people come to them when it's already too late, and they're trying to put band aids on wounds, right? Like, yep. Yep. it's already too late. You should have, like, I tell people with COVID, like, this should be a wake up call for everyone that's like 20, 30, 40 years old now, because. There's going to be another COVID in 30 years when we turn 70. And what we do now is going to prevent us being hospitalized when I'm 70, right? So right. if I take care of my body the best I can right now, I could, I, I'm guilty. I could do better. But if I could if I could take care of my body right now at, at 37, when the next COVID happens, at, when I'm 75, my immune system will be strong enough. Not because I was a smoker and I right. drink alcohol and I did all this stuff. And I took care of my body like crap. Now you're like, oh my God, everyone else, man, you should have took care of yourself when you were younger. Yeah. yeah. You know, don't let COVID control your life. You have, we are the author of our book. Like, so we have to take care of ourselves right now and, and, and train. Even if you don't do jujitsu, I, I still, rem- I, 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 for my, my, my daughter, I'm going to need the guy to become a blue belt probably before he marries my daughter. Oh. Or at least, <laughs> at least, at least like almost yeah. a blue well, belt. Well, you know, you like, know, he can protect her then and he can handle the situation, it, it, right? It's, it's not just about protecting, but him growing as a man, you know, like mm. what kind of man is, because there's certain challenges when you're, when you're, when you do jiu-jitsu where it's like, it exposes you. Mm-hmm. So when you play other sports, other sports, you can say, oh, my teammates sucked or this or whatever. You can give excuses. But when it comes to wrestling or jujitsu, it's you on those mats. Yes, you have a bad, it's you. You have to. They, there was an article that said one of the best people to hire hire are ex wrestlers because they have an attitude of go go shut up. It's your fault. You can do better. You know. And, and I, I agree. If someone's gonna marry my because right now, like what I do right now in my life and the stuff I do right now, I can change the bloodline of my future generation. You know, like. A lot of people, they, they copy-paste their father, but you want to be better than your father. And whatever your father didn't do right, see, I didn't have a father to teach me, but what's it called? I can The stuff that I do right now and the, the, the seeds I plant in my kids' heads right now, hopefully my bloodline is going to become stronger in the future, right? Hey, and, yeah. And I have a certain thing with my kids. Like, 
I, I heard one of the imams say when they're when they're under the age of like six, like like zero to six, they're you're 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 kind of a slave to them. You got to kind of change their diapers. You got to wipe them when they go to the bathroom. You still got to help them change their clothes and do all this stuff. But my son, seven or like seven or eight years old, now they become your slave. So now you got to like do this, do that, uh, uh, teach them discipline, make them strong. And then when they become 13 or 14, when they become teenagers, now you guys got to try to become friends. Mm. You know, don't wait. I believe a person, when they're able to have kids, treat them like a man. So if my son at 13 or 14 or 15 can impregnate a girl, yeah, I got to talk to him at a level where it's like, I got to treat him like a man. Stop calling mm-hmm. him a kid. You know, like, like. Stop acting like they're kids. Yeah. Wow. Hey, you have semen now. Act, act, act accordingly. Yeah. I'm not saying. Look, <laughs> our, be responsible. In our society, they yeah. might not be ready to get married because we, we're not we're not building them to get married. But if they yeah. were in Africa or somewhere else, yeah. where at 15, 16, you have semen. They don't know. They don't know ages, right? Like, right, oh, you, right. You can get, right. You can get married now. You can yeah. have kids. Yeah. This whole you can make age, a fucking baby. Yeah. And you this act like age, a fucking baby. This those this whole age thing like. Oh, 18, you can do this. 21, you can drink. But at 18, you can go kill yourself in the war. It makes no logical sense. Who made these rules up? You right. know, what politician mm-hmm. or what leader came in and, and, and started like planting seeds? And we have to, we're forced to do this stuff, right? So I, I, I want to do my best to try to have my kids ready at a certain age to do certain things. It might not work out the way I have it planned in my head, but I'm going to take my kid to the range. Like in Islam, it says you should teach your kids how to swim, right? Teach your kids how to like horseback, uh, horseback ride, swim. Cause you, you, that swimming is hard. It's scary. Teach them how to horseback ride so they can learn how to control a beast. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. And then the mm-hmm. third one, teach them how to shoot a born arrow. So they ah. can eye and hand coordination. That's what the prophet told us. Teach those three things to your kids when they're young. So when they get older, they have confidence. I can't, I'm going to take my kids to the range and shoot, teach them how to shoot a gun so they can right. see the power. It's like a bow and arrow, the, you know, the power of something. You have power, but learn how to control it, right? So it's like, I really, like, Khabib is one person that I feel like his father taught him Islam. And through his actions, you could see it pour out of his skin, his, his, uh, his, 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 his like his, his body, like it, it's out of it. The more People get to know him. They just want to listen to him talk. He's so organic and so real. Hey. And he's a man. He's respectful. He's his. Etiquette. I want to say something harsh. His dad died. Yeah, because his dad was obese. Yeah, I, 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 I know. I know. I, I know. It's harsh. And I love Khabib. But yeah. if Khabib's dad would have taken care of his diet, cleaned up his diet, I mean, you could just tell he was high, he was I'll, obese I'll, and I'll hypertensive. Yeah, okay. I'll check you on that. So please, please. You can argue that, right? Yeah. Yep. But one thing that, you know, I always got to remember in Islam, Islam, it says the day that we're going to die is already like written on our forehead. It's already prescribed. Okay. You, you're okay. not going to run away from death. The, now, how you're going to, let's say you're, you're supposed to die at 70, hypothetically, right? But John, right. you could pray to God and God can always change the date. He right. can like alter it. But what I'm trying to say is this. Let's say you took care of your life. Maybe the last 10 years of your life, uh, you got sick and you lived a miserable last 10 years. But right. maybe you took care of yourself and you're supposed to die at 70, right? And and at 70, you, li- you died and you're going to sleep. So whatever the reason is, 
we believe that God wanted him. And there's not, there's people that have heart attacks at like certain ages. And okay. Let, let me ask you this. So you're saying that even if he would have been healthy, maybe he would have been hit by a car that day. Yeah, exactly. When God wants to take your life, it doesn't matter what day it's already written. Okay. I'm fucking, I'm going out and getting a Slurpee right after the show. <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. Look, no, let me check that right now. So this, the thing is, you should I'm going to a brothel. Healthy. I'm going to get no. 20 whores no, 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 and I'm no, fucking no, eating no. three gallons of ice cream. No, 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 no. There's a catch to that. What did I say? Oh, sorry. I said, sorry. I said if you if you're sorry. supposed to die at 70, yeah. you you can still catch a disease at 60 and live miserable for 10. You oh, ever see those okay, people? okay. If I go, to, you're saying if I go to the whorehouse, I might get uh, 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 gonorrhea, and then I'll be I'll be miserable until I die when I'm 80. Okay, fuck it. Exactly. Okay. Uh, yeah, no, so. we're not going to the whorehouse. Cancel <laughs> that. We're going to go play tennis instead. <laughs> so you, that's what I'm saying. Like you don't you have like, all the answers. Like you can still. Did you ever see like people that get all this stuff and they're still alive, but they're and I'm and they're in the hospital for ten years? They're yeah. like suffering. Yes, they're, yes, yes. It's because their their time is not. They're gonna suffer the ten years of their life. Yes, but if you took care of yourself, you're gonna live yeah. to seventy a full yeah. healthy life. Fun, and everyone dies enriching, in different... enriching life. Yeah, yeah. Enrich, enriching. My dad died when he was like 40, 41 or something, right? But. He suffered for a few years. He had five brain tumors and they operated and, you know, they, they didn't go well. And he suffered for a few years in the hospital. He went to the hospital when I was seven. Yeah. And he was in the hospital until I was 11. So I didn't have a father since I was seven. He was basically a, like a vegetable in the bed. And uh, he just died in, in the hot in, in, in the hospital. Right. Like yeah. brain tumors. They can't explain. Why how, how, old, how old was he? He was 37, like my age right now when he found out he had brain tumors. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Like, like, like like that enters your brain, right? So now every day you live longer than your dad will be, you'll know. That that right there, you'll value that. that. When I was like younger, I was just thinking like, man, like, man, man, what what happens if I live now as I'm 37, it brings tears to my eyes because it's like, I'm my dad's age right now with kids. And what happens if I got diagnosed with like something, you know, I'm sorry. Yeah. No, oh, dude, dude. It's now I'm at that age where it's like, man, I could die any minute. What my dad was going through, you know? Mm -hmm. We can't die. We got kids to take care of, right? We can't. But but then again, Islam checks me because if if I'm supposed to die, there's nothing that could run away. So there's like, if I always keep it in my head, like, if God's going to take me, if, if there's a thing where like these, People are telling me like this guy Chris is gonna come after you. He's gonna shoot you up. He's gonna do this. He's a known game banger. And I'm like, man, I pray that he changes his life around. But if if he wants to get me, if God allows him to kill me, I can't control that. Because God says, if if the whole world comes to get you, if I don't allow it, no one's gonna touch you. There's right. so many cases of people like they're supposed to die, but a miracle happens and they don't die. So, right. but. And like, like they're saying this, and look, he got caught with a gun. Uh, he has other problems he's worrying about right now. He's not worrying about me anymore. I think God yeah. makes it that is, you know, like, yep. like he's got he's, he's got he, bigger issues now. He has bigger yeah. issues to fry. You yep. know, so, but in your head, you're still thinking like the, you always you're quick to assume the worst in the world when you don't realize that there's certain things you can't control. And until the day you die, you're going to be tested. Don't think that you're going to be a believer and you're going to live a life. Every person's tested, even the richest of the rich people in the world that have everything, they're tested every day. They have miserable lives, they pop drugs, they do all of this to stay happy. You know, like 
man, I, I, I sometimes wonder how sometimes people live life without having a guidance and, and a, a, a thing to keep them in check. You know, and, and I thank Islam for help always keeping me on the straight path. We always say, keep us on the sarata mustaqeen. Keep me on the straight path. Not pe- Sarata you know, mustaqeen. Yeah. Keep us on the sarata. Like, keep us on the straight path. Not the one that angers you or not the one that, uh, you know, hates, you know. Like in Islam, I'll give you a simple example in Islam I wanted to tell you earlier. If I'm driving and you see, like, uh, you see stuff on the road. We're supposed to clear, clear it, like clear, clear stuff off the road. Let it, let people's. Uh, if you can clean something off the road so people can have an easy path, take the stuff off the road and let, and you'll get rewarded from God. You know, always being a good human, always thinking outside. Don't think, don't be selfish. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it's always like, man, what can you do for others? Give charity. Give hey, this. Uh, that that's cool. Uh, two examples of that. I'll float my own boat right now. When I go to the skate park. First thing I do is I walk around the skate park and look for like needles, trash, anything. Oh, let's see, let's see. Bring them in. No, sorry, about hey that. dad. No, no you're okay. good. How old's this one, Idris? This one is. Uh, let's say hi. Hi, buddy. How you doing? What's your name? What's your name? Who hit you? Mama. Oh. <laughs> like people don't realize when you have kids. I think part of having all the kids so close, yeah, they have training partners and they bully each other. Yeah. So when they get older, you know, they're gonna probably love you. I hope they love each other. Say I'm hi. Sure, to the they will. What's your name? Hi, bud. What's your name? Adriz, I want to. I want to just keep you for thirty seconds more. I want to yeah. go through. I want to sh- just show all the different. Here's a picture of you with Khabib. Here's a picture of you with uh, the the champ, Juliana uh, Pena. Yeah, she's a friend of mine. My one of my friends is uh, has a kid with her. Uh, one of my black. One of my friends that's a black belt. We were in the same team. Uh, he, here's uh, you with Mario Lopez. Yeah. Cool. Here's you with Ben Askren. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, uh, Tony Robbins, dude, great guy. <laughs> uh, Fedor, yeah, Fedor, we're about the same size. I think I could take him if he gets a little older. Where is this? Where Where did you meet him? So uh, I was, and he he came to Bellator in Chicago, and Hoist Gracie, you know who Hoist Gracie is. So he's a fr- Hoist Gracie, a friend of mine, and I text him. He's like, man, I'll get you backstage, all access. Oh, you want to go eat? And he got me to the weigh-ins and everything. I got VIP. Did he speak English at all? Did he speak English? Not too much. Oh, damn. That sucks. It was kind of weird. That's crazy that you're with him right there. That's crazy. That's cool. Like, people don't realize he's probably not good at the moment. But in his prime, people have to judge people on their prime. He was the man. I wish. Oh, he's the man. Yeah. Hey, if you have not just type in this guy's name into YouTube and watch the documentary on him. it, It is... It's mind-boggling. Uh, Dana? Uncle Dana? <laughs> I met Dana a few times. I got more pictures, but that was a funny one. I was uh, I was there at the at the Bulls game, and I saw Dana close to me because we're I'm I'm on, I'm on like on the second and third row. He's like front, and I go up to him, and I'm like Dana, and he's like he looked at me, and he I felt like he recognized me because I met him a handful of times in the past, and uh, he's like, no, he let him in, let him in, let him in. You know, he let me in through the the front row. And we 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 talked for a little bit and took a picture. That's awesome. God, I love Dana. God, he's such a fuck, dude. Yeah, Amanda Nunes. That was when I was cornering a guy in the UFC. So it was so funny how I met her. I was uh, 
I was um, it was the week after she beat I think Ronda Rousey. Uh huh. I uh, I go to Arizona and I'm cornering one guy Boyan Mahovic from Serbia and we we get off and I as I'm like getting the elevator she comes out and I'm like it's Amanda Nunez you know like and uh, we got to know each other and her her wife uh, is Macedonian so her, her oh. father speaks our language so I was they were they'll, she'll call me over hey let's talk and I, I speak we speak the same language awesome. man the UFC is such a cultural melting pot R Kelly. Did he have his dick in his pants when you met him? R. Kelly, that was with Hector Lombard. If you know, see Hector yes. Lombard right there. Oh, shit. That yeah. is. Damn, Hector looks good right there. The Hector Lombard was at my school teaching a seminar. So we uh-huh. go downtown and we see R. Kelly and he, he, they let us in. And it was kind of creepy a little bit because I was kind of like. <laughs> a little already, bit. All these girls are around him and he had everyone in check. Like, <laughs> like he, the secu- he asked the security guard. He's like. I asked, I asked the security guard, can you take a picture? And the security guard gave me an attitude. And then uh, R. Kelly steps up. You know who these guys are? Da-da-da-da. He snapped at his security and made him take a picture of us. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. R. Kelly. Maybe I hey, what happened to him? Is he, is he in he jail now? For life. Maybe I should oh. take that one down. <laughs> that's uh, funny. Brian Ortega. Yeah, that's Brian. That's Brian. Yeah, I, I was just with him two weeks ago. I, I ended up, I didn't post the picture, but I was at him with uh, Grace University with Henner. Buffer, <laughs> it's time. Go over there, go over there, go over there. Shut up, shut up. Michael Bisbing, when he had both <laughs> eyes. <laughs> I forgot I had these pictures. <laughs> hey, my my last question before I let you go: When you rolled with Henner, um, did, did you feel good, or is it, what what was that like? Is he on another planet, or you're um, both third degree black belts? I, I felt good. Henner's good. You know, Henner's yeah. good. He's a different type. Uh, I also felt good. It was a good role. I, I learned a lot. I asked him some questions. Did you guys thing. go hard? Do you guys go oh, hard? Yeah, we went. We went hard. <laughs> you did. It was fun. That's I was awesome. a little winded at the end. If you see a video of us talking, I was winded. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. Do you, in, in okay. Sorry, I lied. I have one more question. Do you have an, an assault bike in your gym? Assault bike? What's that? that's like? One of these. You have one of these bikes in your gym? Oh, I, I, I had it at my other my cousin's school. No, I don't have one. Yeah, you got to get one of those. All right. I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, you got to You got to You can't let Henner outwind you. You got to man. Yeah. Henner, Henner. I'm gonna tell you one thing. Henner is a machine. Henner is uh, uh Henner is doing stuff for jiu-jitsu that I admire. He doesn't need the money, but he's doing everything possible to create more jobs for jiu-jitsu guys and grow the art. His grandfather was one of the people that invented the art. Him and uh, Julio and Carlos were both. But he's taking it to another level where he's well-spoken and he's wasting all his energy to create more people to come to do jiu-jitsu. Uh, so every, whatever he does, he brings more people to, to the world of jiu-jitsu. Does that make sense? Yeah. He's yeah. To create, like his school is hitting like almost 2,000 students. That's wow. mind-blowing. I don't know if That's, you ever yeah. saw his school. Incredible. Yeah. If you see a school, it's like a it's like a, a resort, not a resort, but like a hotel, you know. And I, you know, seeing that and talking to him and being able to know him, you know, he told me some stuff that I, you know, you know, other people. Uh, it's just beautiful, man. It, it's it's very. Where are they based out of? Are they in L.A.? Torrance, Torrance uh, California. Torrance, okay, yeah. Wow, brother, I did a Gracie breakdown with him. So yes, I saw yeah. it. I yep. saw it, and then he didn't let you talk anymore. He's very good. <laughs> I can't hate. I can't say it better than him, you know. Oh yeah, he's great. Um, 
Dude, thank you for 90 minutes of your time. You yeah, are a true you. gentleman. It was an honor to meet you. Uh, all the talk about uh, Islam, the Quran, uh, Christianity. If I said something about Islam, is, yes, that's not please. accurate. You know, I, for, you know, forgive me. Look it up yourself. I always tell people, double check your sources. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not. A, sometimes people, you know, like, remember, information is only as good as the source. So if you want to learn about Islam, don't ask a Christian about Islam. Go ask someone that's Muslim as, as trying to practice or is practicing so they can give you. And then always triple check your sources. Like I, what I do with my students when I learn a new choke, I go in and I, I know how to do the choke. And I'll go ask another black belt. And he looks at me like crazy. I'm like, hey, man, how do you do this choke? And he's looking at me like, you seriously don't know this choke? No, I want to hear you say it. So, Oh, either- that's my life, dude. I ask people questions all the time. And people are like, you don't know the answer to that? I'm like, no, I want to hear you say it. So, I want to hear it again. So what do that's I That's the story of my life. So I learned one thing. It shows that what I'm doing is right. Second. He might say some words that he might use that might like, I'm going to steal those words. When I teach class, I'm going to copy those words. And third, it exposes me for a chance to learn something. Like when you get here, just flick your wrist for a second, stay patient for two seconds and then apply the choke. Don't be quick to apply the choke because sometimes just waiting a second here and there will change your whole game. So that means be humble. Don't think you know everything. Calm your ass down. You don't know everything. Um, Work harder, nobody cares. You ever heard of that? Like, like, mm-hmm. and and then we always get overwhelmed. Like, you know, this whole thing happened with me now, and then you know, people are taking selfies with me, and I'm at the airport. They upgraded my seats, and you know, like, I'm going to Costco. People are recognizing me. You got but, a free chicken? Like, there's so many things that are happening, and I got to remember, like, Idris, you're no man. Relax, man. There's other people. You're human. Don't get ahead of yourself. Like, even when I was in the situation of controlling the guy, as I was on top. I got to tell myself, I'm, I talk to myself, you got this, you're good, everything's fine. You might not hear me saying it, but I positively yeah. reinforce myself in my yeah. head. I tell yeah. people, how do you build confidence? Man, go in the mirror and tell yourself, man, I'm gorgeous. Yes. I can go in front of my class and tell everyone, I don't care what they think. I am good looking. Yes. If I can't physically say it out of my chest, yeah. you know, I went to the Tony Robbins seminar because I wanted to get another, I wanted to, you know, like I told them, oh, you spent like a thousand dollars. Yes. Because he has certain skill sets. I sat for three, four days, right? And and maybe like 90% of it I didn't need, but that half an hour talk here and that 10-minute talk here, that yeah. changed my life. Yes. So if I'm not willing to spend money to invest in myself or you know doing crazy stuff, how do you expect to get change if you don't do something? You got to go towards it. And Islam says walk towards change. Do you know either in life you're going forward or you're going backward? Because even if you stay still, you're going backwards because life is moving forward, you know. Mm. Islam says walk towards change. Let's uh end on that note. 90 yeah. minutes. You the man, brother. Okay, thank you. you. Uh, please thank me. your wife and thank your beautiful children for letting us have their uh, amazing father. My wife's at work, I got five of them, so I gotta go. <laughs> okay, awesome, brother. Thank you. You have my thank phone you. number. If there's ever anything I can do for you, uh, hit me up. You ever want to come back on? Hit me up. Awesome. Please, you should have my please. cousin Eddie on. He's really good. If you want to do some, learn about Islam. Will you send me his te- uh, his Instagram in the text? Yeah, awesome. I will. He has like okay. six million followers on uh, Facebook. Well, yeah, please, yeah, please, take please. Take care. I just got kicked off of Instagram. Okay. Bye-bye. <laughs> that was cool. I also have to run. Okay. Also, thank you for everybody and Caleb putting up that poll to start off my day nice and depressing. What was the poll? It was, who would you rather have your neighbor? And I was fucking last. <laughs> and then you were talking about the, the neighbor thing. And I'm thinking, my fucking neighbor stole shit out of my car. And uh. they have my Apple Watch upstairs. So 
fuck them. And then also too. Hey, we got to tell that story. We got to do a live call in show and tell the story about your Apple watch. I really got to run. Bye Hey, I'm going to go, I'm going to play tennis with my kids soon. I'll call you, Matt. Okay. Bye. I didn't even see the poll. It was Poor's, like 40, 45% you, 23% me, 15% Idris, and like 10% Sousa. <laughs> like, Sousa would oh. be a great name. Sousa throw down too quick. Sousa will fucking slap someone up if they need it. He's going to hold his he, neighbors down and get his Apple Watch back. Yeah, he got it. Well, he got it's 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 interesting. He it, I, I he he'll tell the story better than me, but I kind of have this. Well, you and I'm sure you know how how this is, especially since you're such a big dude, Caleb. Your wife doesn't want you getting in shit. I, at least I think good wives don't. So like someone yeah. like throws a rock at your car and you're like, hold on, baby, and you pull over. Your wife's like, no, 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 it's cool. And I'm just gonna go over and slap this motherfucker around a little bit. The wives don't good. I don't think good wives want that. And uh and um Susan's wife doesn't want him going up there and slapping that dude around. And uh, a good wife. Yeah, because cause then you gotta live next to him, and then when he's not gonna be home, she's gonna be tripping that they're gonna come over and yeah. Um and no, no, um Sousa has Matt is chill, but he's got some unchill in him too. I'm telling you, this motherfucker will snap. He got he got a little bit of uh hood rat in him. He, 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 you just saw it a little bit. You just saw it at the end a little bit. He yeah, was, yeah, yeah. He got, but yeah, feisty. his his he upbringing was nasty. He got some stories. He not fucking around. Oh, <laughs> uh, where can can you tell us what country you're in? Uh, no, <laughs> not so much. All right, I cannot. Right, <laughs> I'm, I'm not in the United States. How about that? You're not, and, and you're not at home. No, I'm not. <clears throat> and can you could you tell us what time it is where you're at? Even. Or would that tell us too um, much? It's 6.30 p.m. here. Okay. All right. That's interesting. All right. I'll go look on a map and, and triangulate on that shit. Uh, th- uh, thanks for coming on. Um, can I can I mail you stuff? Did we establish that yet? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I can send you the address. I forgot to do that. And, and how and – how, are you on an American military base? Can you say that? Uh, yeah, in a way, yeah. All right. <laughs> uh, do you have access to a place? Are you working out? Do you have access to a place to get get at it? Yeah, definitely. They have a pretty good facility here, so I've been able to train pretty good. Get at it. Nice. And 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 do you know how long you're going to be uh, away from home? Uh, yeah, I'll be probably till about ne- uh, early next year. So a year. Not a not a whole year, no. Oh, but like but. so around January. Yeah. And is your wife with you? No. No. Where's she? She's back home. Mm-hmm. So you won't see her till January. Yep. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Do you get uh, paid extra when you deploy? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you do? But yeah, we get uh, tax free. So, well, like, it, like my. Um, my IRAs are tax free, so I get like I, I add a bunch of money to my IRAs, and then uh, all my paychecks are tax free. And then we get a little bit of extra pay for like hazard pay and separation pay and stuff like that. Hey, that's that's uh, yeah, that tax free thing. That's awesome. Oh yeah, that's gonna be massive. We'll pay off a lot of debt that way for sure. And and, and when you're there, do you save money too? Because you're using uh, less electricity at home. Uh, you're, you're eating their food. You're yeah. like. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, exactly. Yeah. So like one, we put one of our cars in like the garage. So the the car back home, we're not using that at all. There's no, I mean, we'll do like regular maintenance on it just to make sure it doesn't crash when I get back. But yeah, yeah, we hey, save, I, save a good amount of money. I'm so cheap like that too. Um, in August, I'm going to um, hang out with Sarah Cox and her family for two weeks, and I'll take my right. whole family with me. And I'm like, oh, shit, that's uh, two weeks less of um, electricity I'm going to use at my house. That's uh, two weeks less of – and I just think of all the, the – I won't be driving around. I'll just be sitting at the beach for two weeks. I think of, exactly. oh, God, I'm so cheap. Yeah. Like, I think free of all food, that. free – Yes. Free, free rides everywhere. Free booze, yeah. Free booze, I feel Sarah. I go home and visit my parents. Oh, all right. Oh, do do I have a show? What's today's Thursday? Is there a show tonight? No. Okay. Oh, tomorrow. Tomorrow we have Dale Saran on. No idea oh, what we're going to talk about, but it's going to be great. Okay. Well, hey, dude, thanks for coming on. That was a great show. You the man. Listening to him. You the man. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, I to tell you the truth, I told Susan, I was like, hey, let's only talk to this dude for thirty minutes. And then, and then let's go into a live call-in show. I got so much funny shit to say. And uh, we, we did Idris for an hour and a half. We learned about Muslims. He's, he's, a, good, he's a good talker. I like him. Yeah. All right. Um, I will um, see you uh, soon. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's, you're still on the text thread that I'm on. That's fine to text away? Yeah, of course. Okay. All right, dude.